Hello and welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Really excited to get this one to you. It is a brewery highlight. We haven't been doing a lot of those lately and been trying to get back into the swing of that. So really excited to share this one with you. But first, coming up this weekend, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, in a timely fashion, and it's approximately around the time that it was released, this coming Saturday, November 13th at Salt River Fields in Scottsdale, AZ Barrels, Bottles, and Brews. Now, it's already sold out. If you're listening to this and you want to come see us, we're going to be set up there. So come say hi. Uh, we're going to be there hanging out. Now, if you didn't make it into this one, this one sells out pretty quickly. It's really cool. It's a really cool, uh, probably my favorite uh, beer event that I've done. And it's a good time. So sells out fast. Keep an eye on this one. AZ Barrels, Bottles, and Brews. Next, next year, make sure you get your tickets quickly. Now, Pride and Joy is out now, fresh yesterday. Tap that easy, hazy. We went back to the original uh, the original recipe, and it's fantastic. Marshall, great job. As always, special love, special shout out to my man Marshall at Simple Machine Brewing on Deer Valley and 7th Avenue in Phoenix, right across from Deer Valley Airport. Marshall and his team are awesome. And my father-in-law said this is the best batch yet, so... You know, Phil's usually pretty critical, so for him to say that, it's a big deal. So, Marshall, nice work. Make sure you get up to Simple Machine and get some while you can. It's going to go pretty quick. We got cans, we got draft, and it's going to go quick. Now, also, up in our neighborhood here, I uh, did a triple IPA called Triple Nelson. Triple Nelson IPA, hazy IPA, all Nelson hops with front porch up here on... Happy Valley Road. Awesome people making great beers. And we did a Triple Nelson IPA, 10%. It's it's a it's a big one. So, uh, yeah. Uh, at this time, we don't have it canned yet. We have a really cool label, and that is the plan uh, soon. But for now, it is on tap at Front Porch. Go check them out. It's P-O-U-R-C-H. That's how they spell porch. Go check them out and get yourself a Triple Nelson Big shout out to our sponsor, Mindful Militia. Mindful Militia is the sponsor of this episode. And go back to the July uh, time frame to find an episode I did with Josh from Mindful Militia. So Josh and Maria Archuleta created this apparel brand with the purpose to spread the word about being more mindful and helping society break down stigmas around mental health. So there's a lot of, lot of initiatives going on. Um, in recent, I would say the last couple of years where it's, it's becoming more acceptable to talk about it. And people are, you know, sometimes it's okay. Uh, you know, sometimes you're not okay and it's okay to talk to people about that. So I've had my struggles and I've found some great resources to help me, uh, overcome that. Um, you know, I mean, it's always a, it's always a thing. It's always a battle, but you know, that's what, uh, you know makes life interesting i guess sometimes right but sometimes it is too much and you, and you gotta um you know you gotta find support so if you go check out mindfulmilitia.co um uh, they've got a help and support section uh they've got, they got some basic info at this point and they got a page specifically for veteran veterans and they're going to be adding more um more to this as time progresses so they're building this josh if you've listened to previous episodes josh's the head brewer at Flying Bassett, 
Brewing, and uh, Maria uh, runs the front of house there. So uh, Mindful Militia is a side thing there. It's something they're really passionate about. So go check them out. Really cool merchandise. If you use the code TAPTHAT15, you're going to get 15% off your order. So go check them out also on Instagram, at Mindful Militia. Secondly, really excited to announce a partnership with Growly Delivers. They are the milkmen, milk women, the milk folk of Phoenix Craft Beer and Coffee, delivering growlers and you kegs of great beer and coffee right to your door. You kegs. So if you've ever seen those things where, you know, they look like a machine of sorts, basically they're, they're steel and they keep your stuff pressurized and delicious and fresh. So they, uh, they offer those as well. So Growly Delivers, that's G R O W L Y delivers.com forward slash tap that AZ to start searching for your new favorite beer. Now, your new second favorite beer because your favorite beer is tap that AZ hazy, which you can get through Growly. So make sure that you go check that website out and it's going to get delivered right to your door. So check it out. Use the code tap that AZ for free shipping on the Growly website, growlydelivers.com forward slash tap that AZ. Make sure you get some of that tap that AZ hazy. And it's a holiday season. You can buy the Arizona beer book on there as well. So if you want to really, you know, impress your friends or yourself or, you know, a gift for somebody, you can buy that for them. A Growly Delivers gift. So you get a book and a beer shipped right to you. And then you continue getting beers throughout the years. So, yeah. Let's get this thing rolling. This is Uncle Bears. I've had these guys on before. Love these guys. Andrew and Drew, just fantastic dudes. And they're doing some big stuff here in Arizona. So let's tap into Uncle Bears. Thank you guys for joining again. Absolutely. And thanks for the beers that I'm about to enjoy. I I did say I was going to have a beer when I was on. Oh okay. yeah. So you didn't realize we just Drew, said talk for right a minute. I'm gonna go grab. <laughs> well, Drew, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you, thank you. Things have uh have been busy for you guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, two new restaurants opening up, um coming out of COVID and uh the grills and taps have been uh picking up the slack, so that's been great. Um yeah. especially for our crew, you know, just self distribution to the grill and taps and uh really just keep plugging away and making beer day to, uh, just one day at a time right yeah <laughs> yeah pretty do. much yeah uh and look at that perfect time it was like he wasn't even gone <laughs> nobody would have known had i not said that <laughs> well this guy you carries it anyway that. so <laughs> i just show up and look pretty yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right real quick let's get a quick intro name and what is your quick role here yeah my name is andrew Bauman. i am the director of brewery operations for Uncle Bear's uh, LLC Inc. Inc. Mm-hmm. Grand organization. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on in our company. Uh, my job is to help Drew with logistics and production scheduling okay. and pitch in when I can with some brewing help. Okay. This is my favorite part. I was going to say that's probably what yeah. got you into it, right? <laughs> I also am responsible for Taproom. Managing the tap room operations, uh, helping with food truck logistics and stuff like that. I mean, okay. technically managing those things, but I don't want to be a restaurant manager. So yeah. my tap room manager is thankfully taking on a huge chunk of that. Nice. And then uh, I do work with our 
wholesaler for scheduling. Okay. Work with our sales team on some of those uh, invoicing and mm, planning issues. And then I spend a good chunk of time with QuickBooks. I don't know if you're familiar, but it is the bane of my existence. I, mean, I am. I've, been, I've spent hours in yeah. it, but I'm not familiar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I look at the screen and I go... Those are definitely numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit that button. What happened? It just all deleted. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. So you you do, you cover a lot of ground here. Yeah. For the uh, I am also on the board of directors for the Craft Brewers Guild. Yeah. Uh, we have a new organization, the Clean Draft Lines Arizona. Okay. And our first meeting is tomorrow. It's a group of distributors. Uh, suppliers and retailers that are passionate about clean draft beer lines, Ooh. which is something that I have been very passionate about for years, like like paranoid kind of passion. I could see as you looked into the distance, he's like, yeah. he just quickly that went through the That restaurant over there with our beer on that hasn't had their lines cleaned in a year. How do uh, I reach them? Yeah. Oh, please. How do you? Like how do you that I mean, is what this organization okay. is trying yeah. to figure out. It's It's kind of crazy getting... Uh, we have such a mix of large distributors with their own draft tech teams. We have uh, independent third op- third party operators that contract to do draft line cleaning, okay. and then we have independent breweries that, as part of their service to their uh, route, will clean the lines. But yeah. when handles are changing all the time, and one distributor goes on and another goes off, there's a lot of room for error. So. Yeah. Trying to minimize that and uh, have consumers help push for those clean line standards is something that we're trying to do. Again, tomorrow's the first meeting. So, so far, this whole thing is in my brain, right. and that's about it. I could be a, totally wrong. That was a great, great way to wrap up your roles, right? It's yeah. like this concept's coming out tomorrow. No, I think that's yeah. great, though. I think it's an under, uh, under focused on area of, mm-hmm. of beer. Right, because how many times have you talked to someone like, oh yeah, I had their beer, it wasn't that good? Like, well, yeah. <laughs> and when then, it was when that was put in that keg, that was a really good beer. It was my fear started when we started uh, doing canning. Was oh my gosh, these cans are going to be sitting warm in a convenience store in Yuma in the sun all the time. They're going to be like a hundred degrees. Ah, yeah. And yeah. then I realized. But the draft lines, oh, Lord, there's so many. This uh, world is fraught with terror. <laughs> <laughs> there was the full circle. We are waiting for that part. <clears throat> and now, now introducing the next person. <laughs> I'm Drew Ortega. I'm the head brewer for Uncle Bear's Brewery. And then I run the, uh, the brew crew. Um, okay. Make sure everything gets done from packaging to um, kegging. I mean, well, that's packaging as well. But, yeah. Package again, okay, you gotta have them both, ma'am. Yeah, Check both, both. Yeah. <laughs> especially these days. Yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. He, this guy is so humble. He he isn't even telling you about like three quarters of the things he does. Tell me about the things he yeah. does. And he also makes all the beer. Okay, yeah. okay. He's like, yep. Works the lab. <laughs> makes sure yeah. that our self distribution route to our three locations, soon to be five, is taken care of. Uh, maintenance scheduling. Ah, uh, yeah ingredient ordering so yeah basically you just make sure things get in cans <laughs> make sure that we don't run out of liquid there you yeah. go there you go and uh a delicious liquid i must say this pog berliner, berliner weiss yeah fantastic 
appreciate that. Yeah, right? that's, uh, uh, <laughs> that's you one of my favorite styles. Um, I'm not going to lie. I like the Hawaiian vibe to it. And it's just, uh, it's my pool crusher. It's That's a very that good beer. That was made for summer. Um, for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just lying in my pool and I love uh, it. enjoying the weekend. <laughs> so what? How is this distributed uh, outside of the the Uncle Bear's Empire? The Pog is not. Okay. Um, that's a one-off we do for the Tap Room um, Brewery. Um, just trying to get people to come in and uh, enjoy our facility. Um, we're really proud of our facility. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we have so many cores. Um, at any given time, we have 18 to 22 beers on. Wow. But okay. uh, for this location, we want um, people to feel like they're right where it's made and um, you get some uh, specialties when you come in. I, I think they get that feeling. <laughs> I, I can. It's pretty open right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. The, this is a beautiful facility. I mean, from the tap room area and is it? The sign outside arcade, that's for you guys too, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I love it's brewery is one flag, the other flag says arcade. We had a yeah. regular customer from Queen Creek, our grill and tap location in Queen Creek, and he owned a few pinball machines that he had at a bar, which closed over COVID. Yeah. He said, You think maybe they want to put them in at the brewery? They said, Well, call and ask Andrew. So we put in four of them in our little old merch area. We okay. did a little redesign, but that's where they were. And he said, well, I have an- I'm getting another one. Do you think we might be able to move them somewhere? So we're thinking, like, where? I don't know where. So we ended up putting it in that uh, games area where we used to have a pool table and darts and things moved and okay. things changed and yeah. machines disappeared and came back. And so <laughs> he put in six. Now we're up to 13 pinball machines, which are wow. awesome. Wow. And at least 10 or 12 video games. So just 13 pinball machines, yeah. period. Where yeah. are these? These are just right over here on the other side of this. Yeah, yeah you can't see them. <laughs> right on, right I'm on like, the you guys are full of shit, man. It is <laughs> unbelievable. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, it's so fun. He does tournaments all the time. This dude works so hard on this. It's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I see and it's him a labor of love. Three times a week, and yeah. then I'm not here on the weekends usually, so... I know he's here because he's always doing some type of an event yeah. with the pinball. Dang. People get serious about that stuff, too. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, super serious. I've seen um, some pinball cuts. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a culture. You mean cuts and literal cuts? Like yeah, people, like yeah. Uh, leather cuts, like uh. if you were on a motorcycle gang. Yeah, but <laughs> pinballed out. Yeah. Says Stern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that's uh, that's a big, good beginning part of who Uncle Bears is, right? <laughs> yeah. We, well, we also uh, decided that we're going to do some more specialty canning of beers to go from the tap room. Again, okay. make the tap room somewhere special. We can't sell six packs from our grill and tap locations, but we can sell them here. So You can't sell six packs of your own beer at your grill. Interesting. Because yeah, they are on restaurant licenses. Okay. So number 12s can't sell to go. They can do the cocktail thing if yeah. they lease a license that's a of, whole nother episode right? it's all yeah. janky <laughs> but doing package to go is even more crazy so okay okay so make it easy right like okay we'll just sell packaging yeah. out of here and then you guys are distributed all over the place too right right so and so those cans that we can sell here our sales staff also takes them to independent liquor stores mostly 
Uh, it's really tough to get them in chains because we just don't, we're not doing that many of them. But sure. Yeah. So the independents are, are really carrying a lot of weight on that. As soon as we put it in cans, it's gone. <laughs> it blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't take those. Those are for the tap room. He's yeah. like, but I already sold them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's been a, a ongoing, um, fun issue with our hatch chili Tio Oso lager. Ah. Um, cause we do, it's fresh hatch chilies and, uh, they come from New Mexico. So we're putting about 125 pounds of, uh, freshly roasted hatch chilies in our Mexican lager. And, you know, we're only doing about 40, 50 cases per run. Okay. And they're gone. Like literally <laughs> within two days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. And, and then I, you're thinking maybe you should do more. <laughs> yeah. And Drew's like, those labels go on by hand. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, all right. How long has Uncle Bear's been? When was Uncle Bear's originally open? The original Uncle Bear's restaurant and Barn Grill was at Warner and Cooper in okay. Gilbert. And that opened in 2000. Was that right off the 10? Nope, kind of, that's no, Aotuki, no. but that's down okay. the road. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so original location, 2010. Yes. Okay. And then two oh. years later, they opened. 2001? Oh, 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. Did you say 2000. that? And then yeah. I said I 2010. So. Yeah, I planted yeah. that inception, <laughs> right? <laughs> so 2000, we opened the first um, bar and grill. Okay. And then we opened another one in 2002 or 2003. Then we opened the one in Queen Creek. In 2006, there was one at Jermaine and Power. There was one at Jermaine and Dobson. There was one in Surprise. Man, Uncle Barrett's was all over the place. Huh? I don't know what those, I don't know all those closed at some point. They yeah. changed. I don't know. Then in 2013, opened the brewery tap room. Okay. At, the one we're here. At Awatuki. Awatuki, okay. Yeah, 2013 at 48th Street and Ray Road. We were there, let's see, they opened in 2013, and we moved here in 2018. Okay. We just outgrew the brewing capacity over there. Okay. Uh, it was straight-up restaurant with a tiny little cooler, and we were just doing way too much. So opened this guy, sold that to a franchisee who then a year later sold to another franchisee who then got to COVID and was like, yeah, I'm a <laughs> rocket engineer. I do not like restaurants. I'm out. I so, need this. Uh, now that location is Wicked Brewing. Okay. Oh, Wicked, yeah, yeah. Wicked Burgers and Brews or something? Spirits and Bites and yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, so those, there's some pretty awesome people. They did uh, buy back our old equipment and okay. reinstall it over there. Yeah. Uh, Zach is the head brewer, and he's he's been around forever, and he's super smart. Yeah. So, Nice. Yeah, that's going on there. So we've that's the history of Uncle Bear's up to this point. And then Drew mentioned opening at Tatum and Shea, opening at Frank Lloyd Wright and Bell Road, or Scottsdale Road. Wait a minute. Those are the new ones? Yeah. Coming? Tatum and Shea? Tatum and Shea nice. should be opening in November. We're at in Tatum and Shea? On the northeast corner. Okay, but back where there's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what's back. I used to live right there. Uh, I worked at that Z Tejas for... Like four months, like is there is there a Z Tejas there? I I think there was a Z Tejas there. We're not in okay. that building. Okay, behind it, there's like a. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. My listeners right now. I like, literally move on, Eric. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> the, and the Frank Lloyd Wright and Scottsdale Road used to be a tilted kilt. Okay. Right, and 
Oh, yeah. Twisted yeah. Coyote. Okay. But that one, uh, so the one at Tatum and Shea is just kind of like a remodel. Okay. The one at Scottsdale and Frank Lloyd Wright, we are totally gutting it. Yeah. Ripping everything out, starting from new, because it it's been around a long time, and it's been abused. Yeah. So. Nice. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So when did you join the company? 2015. Okay. Was that your first venture into? Oh, September 26, 2016. Just over five years. Okay. And were you in craft beer before? I was at the Perch. I was the opening. Okay. I was the head brewer that opened the Perch. And before that, it was homebrew, and I taught some classes for the city of Chandler and for Whole Foods about yeah. homebrewing. Okay. And before that, was catering and restaurants. Gotcha. This is my escape from restaurants that I keep yeah. getting sucked back into. <laughs> that doesn't seem like so much of an escape, man. <laughs> it has, it's different. It's yeah. different. I've noticed that it is. It is different. It is, it's definitely a different world. Mm. Um, I dig it, People too. People come to the tap room for like more chill vibes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not that we don't have kids that come in here a lot, but it's so different from what's going on at our grill and taps. A lot of people come in expecting the full restaurant and mm. we don't have it and they get kind of, you know, bristled a bit. Yeah. And bristled. Then, I like that. <laughs> it's a good one, right? I know. And, uh, so our staff has to learn how to kind of manage those people. Yeah. But the regulars that come in here just love it because it's not like going to old chicago which is a great partner of ours but it's such yeah. a different vibe from those full restaurants sure yeah so what 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 made you make that jump from home brewer to the perch how'd that happen um i i just was so wanting to brew okay all the time yeah. i was ridiculously obsessed with it at home i spent so much time in the garage till like two o'clock in the morning i can't even count the days Drinking and it brewing or brewing, just drinking, mostly just brewing. Drinking. I no, mean, <laughs> when you're home brewing that much and it's that late, if you're, it's not going to be a good time. That's why I wouldn't be good at it. Like I yeah. would have to be drinking as I'm doing it. Like I'm like, right, you just set rules. In. Like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to drink until I'm knocking out. Yeah. And then yeah. you grab a beer and yeah. then you've got another hour <laughs> for cleanup and then you're still good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, the opportunity came up at the perch, and I went to my wife, and I'm like, hey, so how about I stop doing that whole make money thing, and instead I do like <laughs> this make beer thing? And she said, oh, my God, just do whatever. So thank you, Bonnie, nice. for letting us spiral into this magic thing that we've yeah. got here. Uh, yeah, she and it was three miles from the house, so... Yeah. It was pretty nice. I used to have a 52-mile commute, and Ooh, it cut man. way down. And Yeah. Dang. It's cool. That's quite a commute. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. Uh, I got to kind of work these weird hours that I prefer early in the morning till the afternoon and yeah. be home back in the day when the kids got home from school. But, you know, they're 18 and 21 now. Yeah. <laughs> these little kids helping open the perch, yeah. Yeah. digging and painting are now like adults. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there myself. My daughters are eight and ten, so they're starting to, you know, a little too cool for dad sometimes. I'm like, ah, man, already? Come on. <laughs> yeah, my oldest um, is a teenager as of this year, and that's been a, a trip. Um, three boys, growing boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Eating me out of house yeah. and home and, <laughs> and stinking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Boys and girls have their own their own 
I, I mean, I remember how much food I ate, and my aunt was like my babysitter growing up. So they would hide food like in their outside fridge because I would drink all the milk. I would eat like all the cheese. Yeah. Still do. I still do. <laughs> but uh, so how about you? How, how did beer like come into your life? Um, probably st- it started really when I went to college. Um, my girlfriend, wife now, uh, got me a homebrew set. Um, I was living on my own. I didn't get in the dorms, so I had some time because I was working full time. Where were you at? I was in Long Beach. Okay. Um, I'm from San Diego, but went to Long Beach State. Um, she was at UCSD, so I was kind of on my own. Um, she got me a homebrew set for Christmas and fell in love. Uh, yeah. We moved to Arizona in 2005 uh, after we got married, and I didn't know anybody out here. And uh, wanted to pick it back up. Um, actually, ended up at Andrew's homebrew class at the watering hole. Oh, okay. Um, nice. And then that was it. Uh, it was love at first sight again. Um, yeah. I wanted to make beer, and it was just a burning thing yeah. in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So I was doing commercial electrical for almost nine years. Um, stressed. Uh, wasn't happy. Um, kind of, I was in the beer scene here and knew that Perch was opening up. Um, and I had that conversation kind of like Andrew did. I was like, Hey hun, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm not happy. Um, I want to brew. She's like, well, do it then. So, Dang. um, we, all three of us, man, great women <laughs> like that. Are, yo, yeah. yeah. You definitely have to have a great support system for uh, sure. For even to take that leap. Yep. Uh, Without that, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but I agree. Uh, yeah, so um, started bartending and serving at the Perch, and then once we started making beer over there, I was assistant there, and um, the rest is history. I mean, we've been doing yeah. this for almost eight, eight years, years together. Yeah. 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 So, so you guys both came to Uncle Bear's at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What was the state of the the company at that point? Like, was it? Because I remember. I mean, like you said, it's been around. It's been around for years. Um, but I I see you guys as the face of it, right? Like, it's it, and I feel that that's a that's a big thing. And that what people really love about craft beer is like you see the people who are making it. You can know their faces. They talk to you, right? You know, I'm sure Andrew goes up to everybody and talks to them. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and, you know, not a knock on Uncle Bear's, but that didn't really exist before, you know, what I know of Uncle Bear's. So, right. so what was, what was your guys' role coming into this? Yeah, they were increasing their footprint in the market. They had just started doing canning. They just, uh, I don't know how long before we came on that they signed on with the distributor. Okay. But, so they had signed before you guys. Yeah. yeah. So okay. they needed to increase their capacity and increase their visibility and uh, just kind of have that outgoing feeling from yeah. the brewery that, yeah, Joe was the head brewer before we uh, switched over. And he was awesome dude. He decided to go to work for BJ's. He now lives in Reno, and he's working at their production facility up there. Oh, okay. Really great brewer. And a super fun, outgoing dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how that didn't work, but 
he just had other ideas of what he wanted to do. And okay. I think yeah. uh, sometimes it can just, he started in a very uh, brand new, he had not brewed and then got thrown into brewing. And that's really hard sure. to break through. Sometimes you walk into a situation, you have instant credibility uh, and you really don't have to prove anything. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of what happened with me when I started with Uncle Bears is they already knew me. They already said, you have all the credit, do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, uh, um, <laughs> okay, I, I also yeah. have a, a lot to learn because I've never put beer in cans before. So I guess, thank you. You're just in the middle of the warehouse, just like <laughs> yeah. all the lights start getting turned off. Like, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's always learning when you get to a new position. But yeah, uh, it's, it, that's how it went down for me. Yeah. And then since Drew is his own person, he had his own reasons sure. that he may have wanted to start yeah. a new opportunity. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you brought Drew with you? I said, no, I, I don't bring Drew with me. Right. There was an opportunity, and Drew thought it might work for him. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think he was, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was um, the growth. Um, I felt like we had the perch pretty dialed in, and... Um, it was just second nature. Um, I really wanted to get into canning and just kind of expand my knowledge on everything. Um, and this was a perfect opportunity because they were growing. Uh, They're very visible as far as cans and yeah. kegs out in the market. And I liked that. Um, I I looked at it as a, as a challenge to uh, grow and become better and uh you know, just uh, keep moving forward. Yeah, as a brewer, so that's really why I once I once I sat down with the owner too, uh, that kind of sealed it as well. But um, why is that? Very passionate. Okay. Um, he believes in his brand. There's nothing like somebody just you know you feel the energy and you 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 know that they they're invested and I mean they'll do anything to. Uh, you know, just keep it going and 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 put out a great product. Yeah, and that's only Take gone that. up <clears throat> yeah. since five years ago. Like, yeah, he has even through opening another restaurant since then and getting the other two online. Uh, really looked at his whole organization and said, "How do we make this the best?" Uh, opportunity for the people that have been here for so long how can we build more because you know you're the gm you're the assistant manager you're a supervisor unless you're growing the company that's not going to change sure yeah and then you either have to leave or you have to just accept that's where you're at and he didn't want those to be the only possibilities for those people he yeah. wants people to understand when you're here there are opportunities and you can grow within the company that you love. Yeah. You don't have to leave to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Man. Yeah. I'd be in cool. too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <clears throat> you guys get on board. And so here's kind of the way I saw it was, or the way I look at it in hindsight is, you know, breweries in the, you know, 90s and early 2000s are different than the breweries today. And, mm -hmm. and Uncle Bears did a great job of making that transition into you know they've been successful since you know 2000 and then to be able to then you got to evolve right you got to evolve you got to make some changes and yeah so and it's still evolving it's sure. constantly Should changing be. like yeah 
the market is totally seltzers have they changed the craft beer world yeah um yeah. in a lot of ways that just kind of happened at the same time that the craft world was changing for a long time our opportunity was to bring new people into craft yeah oh we've got all these bud light drinkers that can come in and try one of our american light lagers or our pilsner or our wheat beer and they'll try it and they'll be like oh my god craft is a thing for me yeah but in the last five years, craft beer is not even separate from bulk beer, from sure. commodity beer. Yeah, Everyone knows it exists. There's yeah. not kids in college. There's not uh, young professionals who don't know craft beer exists. Right. That was the case 10 years ago. True. So yeah. you don't have that expansion of your total market base. What you have now is more niche of sour people that can't get it from Budweiser. And, yeah. you know, I mean, IPA, you can get an IPA from literally every brand on yeah. the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but who's got a great stout and who's got a, a amazing Pilsner? Like, that's the thing now. So <clears throat> Who has 13 pinball machines, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome for but our that, tap room. Yeah. But that, right? The experience part of it, right? Sure. That's what you guys bring. And I think that's what craft beer brings to the table is that experience, right? I mean, there's different parts of it, right? You know, you get the beer traders and, you know, certain things, cool labels are, are you know, of market value. But uh, for the most part, craft beer is about right here, like your community. Yeah, you know? it is now. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. you know, those regional brands are becoming diluted a little bit um, yeah. and, and struggling. The hyper-local taproom brands that may sell... 10% into the market, but 90% over their own bar. Yeah. That's where it's at right now. Yeah. We're lucky that we have already our tap room with three locations and two more coming. Yeah. And then hopefully two more after that in 2022. Wow. Um, that we can maintain that connection with our consumer and that brand loyalty. Yeah. In a lot of geographic area. Okay. So that's a great thing for uncle bears yeah. um, for the industry. It is really making sure that you are really listening to your consumers and giving them what they want and providing them something more than just a liquid in a glass. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big lesson I've learned over the last year was like, who's your audience and what do they want? Right? It's pretty simple. It's not easy, but it's simple because typically you, I mean, you know, we joke about, you know, you made this fantastic Paul Berliner Weiss, which is amazing, dude. This <laughs> is so good. You made it for yourself, right? But you knew there's a market for it, right? Uh, so I'm figuring that out in content. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. And this sounds like, is a listener going to enjoy that? Probably not. So, okay, I'm going to do this instead, you know? So so for you guys, it's like, all right, what, what do they want? Like, what do people want, you know? So. Yeah. I want more of that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about having is num the number of locations we have is that we have all that data. Mm. I know how many kegs of this beer I sold this year to which location and what else they might want. That's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the taproom data. But you know, uh, that kind of stuff really helps us put our brew house to best use. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And we have the data from our, wholesaler um but really what is the most important part is what are people buying over our bars 
Is, what are people buying of your bars? Like, what are the big, the big? Our guns? number one sellers are Tioso Mexican Lager. Okay, okay, and that's a fairly new, right? Fairly it came new? out in it was May of 2019. Yeah, it okay. May, it was for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, and I feel like pulled, it was right around the time we did the first barrels, bottles, and brews. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, that's when we pulled Bud Light and Coors Light. Oh yeah, that okay, was a, that was okay. a big deal. It was a huge deal. Meaning what? Like explain that if you haven't listened before. So Bud Light, Coors Light was on draft. We had all our beers plus Bud Light and Coors Light. Yeah. And then we said, okay, we're a brewery. Everyone's on board. We're only doing Bud Light and Coors Light in bottles, and it's not going to be on happy hour anymore. And we're going to have this Tioso Mexican lager, and we're going to highlight our fence jumper golden ale. And if someone wants a Bud Light, we're going to offer those and sample those and get them on board. Yeah. And it was much less of a problem Oh, and say, you think of the nightmares, right? Like yeah, <laughs> all the bartenders the were like, oh, "I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die!" Yeah. No, it wasn't. It really didn't. It didn't have as big an impact yeah. as they thought it was going to be. And the owner's like, "I wish I would have done it years ago." Uh, yeah, but you know, that's <laughs> you how don't it know. is. I think yeah. it was more of a backlash from the staff, just because you mm. know, change. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but we held to our guns, and we were like, "No, we're a brewery. We're going to act like it." Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, so our number one seller is a Tioso Mexican Lager. That's 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 a that's a shining example of good move, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good move. Like if this is what we're going to put yeah. in its place, and that becomes a number one seller, nice. Yep. And then uh, Golden Ale, that's our number two seller. Fence Jumper, okay. I believe Mandarin Wheat is number three. Okay. And number four is Ocean Beach West Coast Style IPA. Nice. A lot of that is because of our legacy. These restaurants have been open for 13 and 15 years. Okay. So we have a lot of regulars, a lot of regular staff, and that Mandarin wheat in the market is not hit nearly as much as in those two stores. Ah, interesting. So our okay. new restaurant at Greenfield and Southern, far less of the Mandarin wheat. Okay. But the two legacy stores, a lot of it. Yeah. Because that's just what they're used to selling. That's yeah. what people are used to buying, and that's what they get. Yeah. So it's it's, it's like, really weird getting into the consumer's head. Yeah. I feel like some of that's geographically kind of altered, too, because, like, I live in Santan, Queen Creek area. You have a lot of farmers, a lot of people who do drink just light beers. And same with our um, Baseline Ellsworth location. Um older crowd uh, around that area sure so you're gonna have obviously less ipa drinkers um they're not gonna venture out as much to some of our specialty things beers the triple ipas aren't going yeah down. <laughs> no the hazies <laughs> sure not as big as a sale as compared to greenfield okay yeah, yeah. Our that Greenfield really store is the newest store and uh this year they've bought five hundred and up to this week, five hundred and eighty kegs, half barrel kegs. Yeah. Um and the Queen Creek location is about twenty five percent busier and they've bought five fifty. Okay. So more wow, kegs dang. at the slower store. They just don't sell as much spirits and wine because they opened as the brewery, the beer-focused restaurant. Ooh, okay. And they are. Yeah. That's coming true. And, like, specialty kegs, 36 at Queen Creek, 78 at Greenfield. Okay. So all those extra kegs and more are specialty kegs that aren't part of our core beers. 
Yeah. So a those lot of are the, information. I know that's great though, because <laughs> what I gra- grabbed out of that is like certain locations have certain beers that are exclusive to that, right? right? I mean, not not necessarily like exclusive as far as like we always have this one, but right. maybe a keg of this might go to one of those and nowhere else. And Greenfield has sixteen taps, whereas uh, Queen Creek has twelve plus a kegerator with two more. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's, and. The, they were all hired. They hired people that were beer lovers yeah. to be their bartenders. Okay. Yeah. In the other locations, they didn't start out as a brewery, so yeah. they hired great bartenders. Yeah. And those bartenders are selling whatever the customer wants. Is it spirits? Is it wine? Is it beer? Great. We got what you need. Yeah. They're definitely pushing it harder in Greenfield. Okay. And okay. Uh, that's not to say one is good and one is bad. They're all, like, stupid, successfully busy, so I'm... From a brewer's perspective, please sell the beer more. Yeah. From yeah. <laughs> a partner in the business, um, let's make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good balance, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I think everybody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so what is uh, – so this particular – like, I like this place. Like, this this particular location. So this is where you guys brew, uh, package, because you guys have your own canning line. Right. right. Um, did you have your own canning line over in Awatuki as well? Yes. We, it was it was an interesting um, Tetris um, session when we would have to can because we had to pull some. Um, Guava sour, please. Sorry. We had to pull <laughs> some walls out and, um, you know, get set up. We would do it overnight because obviously we were in a working restaurant and yeah. we can't have all that equipment out while yeah. uh, guests are there so that was tricky um but yeah we just moved it over here and um when you come and see you'll understand we have plenty of room <laughs> dude this place is great uh it's i mean there's so much room here there's a, you guys have one patio yeah one big patio right yeah. here uh yeah dude I dig it. I dig it. I dig what you guys are doing. You guys are always fun to hang out with as well. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, usually um, when it cools down, uh, we open up the backyard and we've had some live music back there. That's back through those doors, right? Yeah, like it's in the back, right back where the silo. That's is. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. why I asked if you had one patio, so you have uh, that area out yeah, there. Yeah, we as have well. that. Um, it's usually for um, our bigger events, so our anniversary parties. Usually back there. Uh, we do cornhole tournaments back there. Uh, it's a nice big yard. Um, and then we recently got a stage last year. So You got uh, a stage back there? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, nice. it's, we break it down. Yeah, we break away, it down. But, yeah. But, yeah. but, I mean, bands like it. <laughs> yeah. That's and we awesome. also have, like, giant speakers so they can just plug in. They don't have to bring all their stuff and set up. And, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. nice. Nice. We so have the, a big Halloween party on Friday. This probably won't be out by then, but still. It won't. If, if, you listen, if you're listening, you should have went. <laughs> you right? should have gone. That includes me. I'm not going to be able to make it, but I should have. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, taproom manager has been pushing events so hard. We have found that. When we have events, we are really busy. Okay. When we don't have events, our location is just not where someone's going to go to find this. So okay. the arcade is kind of like an all-the-time event. Yeah. And people are drawn to that. We did a National Fetch Day, which is sponsored by Chuck It. Right? Like 
you have the stick and you pick up the ball and you throw it. Oh yeah, yeah. I use those forever because yeah. my wife's like, "Ew, gross ball, dog slobber." Yeah. So we have those in forever. They reached out and we had an event last week here on the patio. We had so many dogs and we gave away like two hundred of those fetched sticks. Dang. They yeah. just sent us boxes and boxes of stuff to give away for dogs. Yeah. Obviously, yes, we want to do that. Please send me. Well, dogs can be in here, right? That cannot be inside. Oh, they no. cannot be inside. This okay, is Arizona, okay. not uh, Oregon. Not not at all? You can't have them in... Oh, I did not know that. Mm-mm, only on patios. Okay. All right. Maybe No someday. fetch it inside. <laughs> uh, I would imagine if you have a shared indoor space that you can separate the food service area from the animal area that okay. you might be able to make an argument with the health department to make that happen, which is kind of a dream of mine. <laughs> what the argument? Uh, yeah, I love yeah. arguing, <laughs> <laughs> but people come in all the time from out of state where they can have their dogs inside with them. Yeah. It seems crazy to me if you're sitting in a restaurant to have a dog sitting there. I agree. I agree. It's yeah. Kind of rough. Yeah. But to have a shared space where the bar's over here and your dogs can be inside over here. So yeah. if it's 120 degrees out and you want to go have a beer, you can go out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I dig it. Well, the the event part of it. That's mm-hmm. great. I, I see you guys all over the place. Like I'll get a text from my father-in-law over in, you know, Sun City or something. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you know about Uncle Bryce? I'm like, yeah, I know those yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys, how how has that happened over how – Our (laughs) sales team is ridiculous. Okay. How many people do you have on a two? Okay. Our our sales guy, Jason, Uh he just never stops. Yeah. How long has he been with uncle bears? Eight or nine years. Okay. Okay. Before the brewery opened, he was on board in a, uh, I don't even know exactly what it did. I think it was kind of marketing, kind of, um, I, I honestly An, A valuable piece of the team. Yeah. Obviously, somehow, and then, right? as soon as the brewery opened, was the sales director and yeah. has been doing that ever since. Wow. And events, events, events. He just push. That's, yeah. It's pretty cool. We were at Oktoberfest, Gilbert Oktoberfest on oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so fun. How was that? Who, who, or what was that? What, was it the city of Gilbert? Uh, it or, was HDE. What is that? Which uh, is part of Pride. Group. Okay. Okay. Um, they set it all up, and we did it two years ago with the six Gilbert breweries, and we did a repeat. So all six okay. Gilbert breweries were out there. Yeah. And everyone had a booth and crushed it, and yeah. it was it was like the busiest festival I may have ever been at really wow ever which is crazy wow. for covid times yeah but, whoa busier than strong beer like when you busier say busier than strong beer when you say busy as far as like the lines being long or just just the number of people and yeah. things going on and unlike strong beer this was a family event so they had like bouncy houses mm. they had a main stage that had live music the whole time yeah um they had 15 food trucks maybe Tons of food trucks. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of activities for people to do. Very family friendly. And wow. 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 Was, <laughs> I could not believe the number of people just hanging out in an area together. Yeah. 
How to make Welcome you feel? Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> I was so, fine. I yeah. So how? So events? What do you guys have coming up? Like what's what's big coming up? When's your guys' anniversary? Our anniversary was on May twenty sixth. Okay. Okay. So we have the Halloween party on Friday. The following Saturday, we have a cornhole tournament for, I believe it's a dog rescue. Um, we have... Is there live music consistently? No. Okay. I've been fighting that. Uh, I don't see the return. Also, it's really hard to do live music in this space without incorporating the service yard. And unless okay. you have 200 people, yeah. the service yard looks dead because it's uh, enormous. Okay. Okay. So if I were to have a smaller group here in the tap room, I would have to turn off the video games, and that doesn't sound like Dude, a great idea. People who come in for that. Folks, yeah. <laughs> so the space itself is proving to be a bit of a challenge in the live music area for me. Um, but that's not a huge thing, right? We I mean, have events. All kinds, yeah. Literally every single week. We do trivia every week. We had Monday. Or, no, yesterday we had a group come in and do a workout, workout yeah. like a crossfit group workout in the service yard wow and then do a happy hour afterwards and we got an email today they're like hey when can we do it again we want to do it any day we're like oh god <laughs> we have another group that comes in every other monday and stages here and then goes on a run and then comes back here and has after run drinks and that's awesome yeah it's constantly something going on this gal never stops Humping this yeah. place out. It's crazy. Nice. Well, you got to have beer to compliment it as well. Mm. Once again, I haven't gone very far across the board. I've, I'm, everything's been sour, uh, and it's fantastic, <laughs> man. The double IPA, the Debo's, almost has like a wild, like a wild ale kind of taste to yeah. it. I don't know. I dig it, man. I dig it a lot. It's a kettle sour, and it's um, 1912's um, house blend of their culture ah that makes sense okay yeah yeah and uh he, he always does something special i mean this is what the fourth year we've brewed that mm-hmm. beer um this year was a little different uh we did it in two vessels so we did instead of 30 barrels we did 60 barrels um we're kind of lucky that our mash tons jacketed so we can keep that temp right at the sweet spot for kettle sour um but yeah so I love that beer. It's, it's. There's so much going on. It there's just layers and layers of flavor in that yeah. thing. Where do people find that? But besides here at this tap room, or is this it? They got to come here. They have it at some of the Grill and Taps. Check on Tapped. We do okay. our menus through on Tapped. Okay. And um, the Grill and Taps, they just have such limited number of handles. Yeah. They, it's it's tough. So they Debo's. do keep their on Tapped up to date. Okay. Mm-hmm. D e b o s. Sour double IPA. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> so so what's the what's the future look like for I mean, I know obviously two new locations and then possibly two more after that. What's Yeah, that's that's big, only two years in the future, man. That's you know, our big <laughs> focus right now. We've got a franchise offering that is really like brand new, still getting off the ground, but that's something that might happen. We may have other locations out of state. We okay. may have other franchise locations in state. Yeah. We are looking at potentially increasing the tap room space. This year, the arcade 
in summer, it's really hot out there. We, okay. we bought some EVAP coolers to keep it down, but that's not super great for electronics. Sure. Yeah. It's not super great <laughs> for people sweating. Yeah. Yeah. So our partner in the arcade asked to, are we going to do something next year? And I kicked that off to the owner and said, hey, we got to figure something out. And he said, okay, well, why don't we just put a whole restaurant in at the tap room? So I don't know exactly oh. how that's going to roll yeah. out right now. Thankfully, he's busy. <laughs> We're opening two other restaurants. But yeah. once those are open, this is going to be the next spot. Some kind of expansion to make sure and enclose the arcade area so that it is uh, air conditioned in summer. Yeah. And then additional seating. And the food truck is probably going to be come a legit kitchen inside instead ah interesting yeah. okay All well right. uncle bears has a lot of <clears throat> we can't do a lot of the menu items on our regular menu here because of the equipment limitations on the truck okay we don't have a fryer uh, so come on, man <laughs> so uh we don't want to expand the food truck it has its own inherent difficulties we'd rather just go all in and be like okay let's just get the licensing get everything done to make a legit kitchen here how much that expands the menu how much that expands seating into the games area is all to be determined but uh that that's probably the next project after these two get open all right yeah all right how do you feel about people invading on your on your brew space there, man? Um, I'm fine with the uh, game area. Um, the kitchen worries me. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the game area, I, I'm not going to lie. I like to partake after yeah. a hard day of brewing. Um, those pinball machines are pretty freaking fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. We adjust, right? We adjust and, you know. It's a trade-off, right? You get a little lose a little space, but you get to play pinball afterwards. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other great thing that's happening for the tap room is this uh, Lindsay on-ramp and off-ramp for oh, yeah, the freeway that we are looking at right now. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is just an open area over here. All this construction on these roads that you had to suffer through to get here yeah. is so that they can expand the access road to get to uh, the new on-ramps for Lindsay. Interesting. So this is going to go, this is going to turn into some uh, high traffic. It used to just be a two lane, one east, one west, not even a middle turn lane here on Germain. And now it's going to be two plus left and right plus two on the other side. So it's going to be like a regular road. Same thing with Lindsay, which had always been a two lane road, is now going to become a full highway, full regular Phoenix street. Is that an official nice, term? It, it, was, it, was, it was quaint out here yeah. when we started. You know, yeah. we're kind of in this little area, super cute, no freeway problem. Yeah, now that's... Yeah. But the construction's been a big struggle. There was a time, there were a couple days where we literally could not come into this center because they were paving the road. Oh, really? There's just a cop standing there like, nope, keep driving. <laughs> but There's I no other work. entrance. This is the only entrance. Yeah. Keep going. So you yeah, had to go, well, not, you had to work from home. You had to brew from home. No, <laughs> we just got locked out randomly One day, for an hour. And we had just finished canning, and uh, my my package guy went to lunch, and he I get a text about fifteen minutes later. He's like, "Well, 
they won't let me in. <laughs> he said about an hour. And I was like, oh, great. Ah. So, yeah, that's uh, it's been tricky. But every day the road alignment changes. It's yeah. Super exciting, especially for our guests. They're like, oh, I don't know. Is there, can I get in there? It'll be awesome once it's done. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that nice. far away. Like yeah. maybe January, February, it'll yeah. be all done and ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I get to mix it up. Before I leave, I get to get one more beer. Oh, good. That's not a salad. All right. So you brought me. Uh, I need one last. and I didn't want it to be a sour. Yeah. Even though one was a sour or an IPA, it was a sour IPA. Correct. So um, what did you bring me? So that is the 1-800-273-TALK beer. Okay. Excellent. I'm sure you're familiar because yes. you've seen beer in Arizona. I have. I've like seen a couple. I've seen a couple, yes. But uh, what is it? Our very good friends at Oso Brewing uh, five years ago started doing 1-800-273-TALK. And everyone saw, was like, what are you doing? This is crazy. And it is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And they've done it every year. This year, a big push to have Arizona breweries be part of that collaboration with them. Yeah. It's an awareness campaign. And we have about 50 breweries in Arizona that did the 1-800-273-TALK beer in some fashion. Whether it was kegs being distributed, cans, or even just pouring any beer at yeah. their tap room and designated it as 1-800-273-TALK. Yeah. Um, the idea is that you're not alone and that as a community, we need to support our friends and the community in at large yeah. and help people understand that there are people here who want to help you. Sure. So yeah. we're really, really happy to be able to do that. We have had it on here at the tap room since September, which was National Suicide Prevention Month. And we also put some in cans and distributed it to some of those uh, independent retail partners that we have. People, nice. Some of the retailers loved having like four or five of the same label yeah. on the shelf by all different breweries. Sure. Okay. Which, again, increased that awareness of what's going on, people asking questions. So yeah. having people ask questions and having the answers, the limited answers that I actually have, which is call these people. Sure. And uh, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah. But. Hug yeah, so we're really now. glad that we were <laughs> able to be part of that, and uh, it it really means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, John John Lane is uh, he's the good dude that talks to talk and walks like he he follows what he what he believes in, and uh, yeah, I I think this is a fantastic thing because I feel like there's been more talk over the last few years about mental health, about you know, like this is like an unspoken thing that a lot of people like suffer from big time, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so now I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, the world's changed a lot. Like it wasn't something talked about. It was, I wouldn't say frowned upon, but it was almost just not a thing to talk about. Share your feelings. Yeah. Um, and as a dad, like, I think this is huge. Um, it something as simple as this beer, got me to open up dialogue with my kids and be like, Hey, if you're ever feeling a certain way, you don't feel sad. You feel sad and you don't know why it's cool to come and tell me and you know, I'll help you out. Yeah. Yeah. And just something as just small as that. Like, I mean, I think it's a, that's a great thing that Oso did and we were super proud to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Because, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. It, it's you don't where I grew up. So I grew up in Ohio, like you know, right outside an old steel city. So it was like suck it up, dude. Like so, yeah, we all feel like shit. Like we're all you know we're all, but it was it was too blanket. It was too just like well, I don't know. Maybe you do need to suck it up sometimes, but also. It, it goes beyond that as well, right? Uh, so, yeah, that was it was an interesting thing for me to be like, oh, shit, like, okay, I don't have to just suck it up, right? Yeah, like, this maybe is- I don't have to feel like this all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can talk to someone. They can give me some ideas. Yeah. Or maybe it's just out of my control, and I don't know why I'm feeling this way. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, I, cool. I, I, I love it. I, well, what'd you make here? Like, oh, so this so is a hazy uh, IPA. This hazy is IPA. fantastic. Um I was actually at Sleepy Whale right before we did this beer, and I had something. It had citra and heel melon, and I just loved that combo. So we did our take on it with uh, a little bit of mosaic as well. But it's a nice, um, less bitter IPA or hazy. But, yeah, yeah it's our it's – our, our style of a hazy. <laughs> what, what what does that mean? What is your style well, of a hazy? <laughs> are you were you were you like I don't want to do hazies? No, that was me. That was it you. Was okay. Like, yeah, let's do hazies, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it's 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 a conundrum for me just because I'm from San Diego and I'm used to the West Coast, yeah, like, in your face bitter IPA, yeah. But as a brewer, I couldn't wait to get my hands on one, and we started making them so. It's fun. It's it's different. It's a whole different process, um, which always piques my interest. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Well, once again, what do the people want, right? Because there are the people like, I'm not making a hazy. I'm not making a hazy. Well, you can make whatever you want, but that's what these fucking people want, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're going to pay top dollar for that, right? And I, don't, I mean, did you think, I mean, two years from now, if somebody said that, and maybe it is, it is probably different for you guys because you have such a range. But for some places, their top seller is a hazy IPA, right? Did you ever think a hazy IPA would be a top seller across uh, many breweries? I was really hoping it would go away as a trend, <laughs> but it hasn't, and that's okay. I, I want people to enjoy the beverage that they enjoy. Yeah. I, it's, it's not up to I don't care what you like to drink. If you'd like to drink spirits, drink spirits. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I hope I could create a product that, you want but if i don't hey that's cool yeah uh if a hazy ipa is the ipa you want great seltzer i saw you guys had seltzer we talked about seltzer earlier you guys did a seltzer <laughs> yeah that zero was ibu seltzer again <laughs> just trying to get um trying to hit the masses um we yeah. have a lot of guests who love beer that come in and then you have mom or whoever who doesn't drink beer and um they have an option here yeah um it's a you know seltzer it's clear uh we we fruit it every different which way and or um we flavor it flavor it sorry yeah, <laughs> like what does that mean right drew after. what are you talking about what you- we um uh, so we operate with the number three microbrewery license which means we can sell our beer and up to 20 percent of other arizona Okay. Ish. So you can have guest taps and stuff. We can, but yeah. we can't do wine. We can't do spirits. So we wanted to have some option other than just beer. Yeah. Like I said, I believe I can make a beer and Drew can make a beer that 
every that someone will like something that we made. Sure. If someone in their head like yeah. that like that Pog Berliner. Like <clears throat> ten years ago, someone comes in and says, Give me a beer, you give them that, they'd be like, What are you doing to me? What is this? This is insanity. <laughs> yeah. Um and some people don't realize that there's such a wide variety of options in beer. Yeah. They still think it's just Bud Light because they had it, they didn't like it, and so they moved on to cocktails and wine. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, why would I go back? I already know I like this. Yeah. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to force them to do anything. Sure. When they come here, the only option I have is beer. If you yeah. want to have a, a seltzer, we'll make a seltzer, too. What is, what? so what, how do you make a seltzer, like, compared it's, to beer? It's basically a sugar wash. Okay. And then you uh, ferment it down to nothing. So, sugar water. It's not easy. You have to no. use a lot of nutrients. Yeah. Again, this is Drew pretending like, oh, I don't even do anything. <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot of work. You have okay. to use yeast nutrients. You have to use the right yeast if you want it to be clear. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. Ultimately, the brewing part is the simple part. It's the yeast management part that's uh. very complicated. And yeast is always something that we have to manage. In this case, it's even more highlighted because yeah. you want to get it out. Yeah. In beer, you have some yeast in there. It adds nuance. Sure. In seltzer, you have yeast in there. It adds, that is awful. That's right. So, <laughs> it's this gassy smell. <laughs> well, actually, funny story. Uh, so uh, pretty popular. Like people, people digging the seltzer. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an option. It's an option. It's an I, option. I feel like for this location, well, maybe not just our location, but um, we'll get people, and I've asked the question, what do you usually drink? That's usually my first question. And if they're like, well, I don't really like beer. Okay. What cocktails do you drink? And then I go from there to, why don't you try this Pog? Why don't yeah. you try Debo's? You'll be so surprised how many people will say, I will have anything except for IPA. I hate IPA. And I'll be like, okay, what do you usually drink? Oh, a cocktail. Okay, try this double IPA. No. Smell it. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite beer in the whole wide world. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah, a lot of this like mentality came from when we were at Perch. Okay. Because we had a 350-seat restaurant. We were the brewers making beer and fighting for every guest that walked in the door on wine and spirits. Because a very vibrant wine and spirits program there. Wine Wednesday every week. Yeah. yeah. Um, really pushing. Hey, it's a giant restaurant. You're going to get a lot of people. You're definitely not. And opening for six months before the brewery. You're not, you've already got regulars that are used to not having your beer. Yeah. So our goal was always make beers that people can relate to. Yeah. There at Three Barrel Brews, you can do a lot of really crazy stuff. Here with 30 Barrel Brews, you have to keep it a little more on the beer side. Yeah. But that's something that really was part of our entire upbringing as brewers was make stuff that people can relate to who aren't beer drinkers sure yeah yeah you guys are doing it 
And there's a seltzer right there. There it is. <laughs> I don't know who relates to that, but there it is. The disappointment. I in your have eyes. a college-age daughter. Trust me, I understand seltzers. There's probably a 12-pack in my fridge right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, we had a like my day. There was wine coolers. We had the you know wine cooler Zima. Yeah. You know, Tequiza. Do you remember Tequiza? I do remember that. I said that just random. I'm driving the other day, and I'm like. What happened to Tequiza? My wife's like, what? Like Tequiza? She's yeah. five years younger than me, and from Minnesota, I'm, she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like that's a good thing. She said, yeah. you need to purge that out of your brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tequiza, shit, man. Should we do a collaboration? Should we do a Tequiza collaboration? Nah. All right, wrapping it up. All right, guys, nice work. Appreciate what you guys are doing, and uh, excellent beers. Thanks, Cheers. Man. Yeah.